Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Thank God for the Holy Bible, preached November the 18th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 16, verse 21. On this Thanksgiving Sunday of the year of our Lord, 2012, we thank God for our lives. We thank God for the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ, for our health and healing, for our daily bread, for our families, and for the greater family of the Church of Jesus Christ. We particularly thank God for his gift to us, his gracious revelation given to us in the Bible. Thank God for the Bible, sir. Love communicates, and God loved us and revealed to us his will for our good in the Bible. We know truth about everything necessary for our salvation only through the reading and meditation of the Holy Scriptures. It tells us how then we should live every day. It tells us what to think, what to speak, what to do. There is no other book like this which speaks truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We agree totally with chapter 1 of the Westminster Confession of Faith that teaches the truth of the Holy Scriptures. Romans 1 verse 21 tells that the unbelievers are unthankful to God. But we as believers in Jesus Christ are especially thankful for the Holy Bible that gives witness to Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Lord and our Savior. So let me speak to you about the Bible. First, inspiration of the Bible. In Romans 16:22 we read, "I greet you, I Tertius, who wrote down this letter in the Lord." Paul used amanuensis, secretaries who wrote down his epistles as he dictated to them. So we read in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 17. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. He wrote only the greeting. The secretary wrote the letter. Tertius is the only secretary that is named in St. Paul's letters. 
Paul gave Tertius permission to send his own greeting to the saints in Rome. Paul dictated and Tertius wrote down word for word. He wrote down, we are told, in the Lord. That means by his help. And so he wrote down without error. We read in Exodus 31 and 32 that God himself wrote down the Ten Commandments by his own finger on two stone tablets. We read of Jesus writing on the ground in the story of the woman caught in violation of the Seventh Commandment. I suppose he wrote down on the ground the Ten Commandments which convicted all her accusers. Dictation is one way of writing the word of God. So we read in Jeremiah chapter 36 and 45 that Jeremiah wrote his prophecy through his secretary Baruch. And the word dictation appears seven times in these two chapters. So in the Hebrew we read Vayiktov Baruch Mipi Eremiahu Eight called Debray Ehwa. That is Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord. Jeremiah 36 verse 4 we read while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him Baruch wrote down on the scroll. Jeremiah 36 verse 18 people asked Baruch did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes Baruch replied he dictated all these words to me and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. So God dictated to Jeremiah. Jeremiah dictated to Baruch. And Baruch wrote every word down. Without error. By divine help. God assisted Jeremiah. And Baruch. Even so. We can conclude Holy Spirit dictated to Paul. He dictated to Tertius. Tertius wrote all the words of the epistle down. Thus we have the letter to the Romans. Luke tells us how he wrote down Luke Acts. And he did by research. So Luke chapter 1. We read, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, 
It seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. So Luke did research carefully and wrote down. Whichever way they wrote, by dictation or by research, Holy Spirit so controlled the writers that what they wrote down was the very word of God without any error, infallible and inerrant and so authoritative for us. So now let's look at the inspiration of the Old Testament scriptures. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. We read all scripture is God breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished, equipped qualified for every good work. So all scripture is theopneustos. All scripture is God breathed out. The word is not inspiration. It should be outspiration of God. All scripture is in other words spoken by God. God spoke by breathing out. We speak by breathing out. And when there is no breath, you notice, we do not speak. Jesus said, quoting Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4 verse 4. So 2 Timothy 3.16 therefore speaks of the source of scripture. God alone is the source of scripture. It is the word of God. The scripture being God's word, it is not only breathed out by God, they are new stars, it is also profitable. Jesus said, what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? I ask, what does it profit? All fools, if you do not repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does it profit? If you gain the whole world and nobody has ever done that. But lose your soul. He spoke of the rich man who dressed in purple and in fine linen. And lived luxuriously every day. But he refused to live by the scriptures. The law and the prophets he had. So when he died, we are told by Jesus Christ, he went to hell. 
He was in torment, in agony, and in eternal fire. Man is to live not just by physical bread, but especially by the spiritual bread of the word that comes out of God's mouth. The source of the scripture is God. Not your father, not your mother, not your pastor. God. In the scripture, God is speaking to us directly. We are to hear and do his word for our everlasting profit. God's word is profitable for teaching and rebuke. That is, God's word is profitable for doctrine. That is, for belief. And we must have doctrine. Everybody has doctrine. The fool has a doctrine. And what is that? There is no God. Therefore, he himself is God. God's word alone is divine truth. It alone speaks of reality about God, about man, world, sin, salvation, judgment, heaven, hell, Jesus Christ, atonement, and so on. So it is also useful for correction and training in righteousness. That is, it is useful for holy conduct, righteous living. So the word of God is profitable for belief and behavior. The Holy Scripture equips us thoroughly to do all the will of God. To do every good work. And 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21 also speaks about inspiration. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, false prophets spoke from their own imagination. Jeremiah 23:16 Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you they fill you with false hopes they speak visions from their own minds not from the mouth of the Lord Ezekiel 13 verse 2 Son of man prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination so in second peter 1 verse 20 and 21 in this scripture saint peter tells us the conjunction of god and man in the writing of scripture the scripture did not originate in the mind of man That is, man is not the source of scripture. It did not come from fallible human capacity. The scripture did not have its origin source in the will of man. But men 
spoke from God who pote you. As they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, that is, as a ship is carried along by the wind power. In other words, as they were under the power and direct and total control of the Holy Spirit. The result, what they wrote was the very word of God profitable for teaching and for practice. It tells you how then we should live. Next in 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 and we read how and how from infancy Timothy you have known the holy scriptures holy writings holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The scriptures are holy writings that are able to make us wise unto salvation. And Psalm 33 verse 6 tells us, By the word of the Lord, Where the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Word of the Lord, breath of his mouth. God spoke and creation, all universe in its entirety sprang up. And we read in Psalm 138 verse 2, I will bow down toward your holy temple and I will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your word. God is jealous of his word. It is spoken that we might do the word and honor him. And be blessed by him. So notice. The conjunction. Of God and man. In the writing of scripture. In Acts 28. And verse 25. We read. They disagreed among themselves. And began to leave. After Paul had made his final statement. And this is the final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said through Isaiah the prophet. Go to this people and say you will be ever hearing but never understanding. St. Paul by inspiration says the Holy Spirit says. Isaiah's words are quoted. Isaiah wrote it but Paul says, Holy Spirit says. And in Hebrews 3 verse 7, the writer quotes Psalm 95. But he says, so as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. But it is the psalmist who wrote it down. So Holy Spirit says, and the psalmist wrote it down. And also, Hebrews 10 verse 15, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I make with them. I will put my laws within their hearts. 
But that is a quotation from Jeremiah 31 verse 33. But the writer to the Hebrews says, Holy Spirit says. What Jeremiah said, in other words, is what Holy Spirit spoke to him. Then look at the inspiration of the New Testament. God chose in Jesus Christ apostles. An apostle is a shaliach, meaning one who is commissioned to do a job for him, an ambassador, a representative. So what apostle says is what God says. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is able to enable the apostles to speak and write down scriptures. John 14 verse 26, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 16 verse 13, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So the apostles were commissioned by Jesus Christ to declare and write down the gospel. So what they spoke and wrote was the very word of Christ. What his apostles says, Christ says. That is the authority of the apostle. They wrote from God under the direct and total control of the Holy Spirit. So we read in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 37. If anybody thinks, St. Paul says, that he's a prophet or spiritually gifted, let him acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. And St. Peter says the same thing, Second Peter chapter 3 verse 2. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets, that's the Old Testament, and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles, Old Testament and New Testament, is by the Lord's words. And Second Peter 3 verse 16, listen to this carefully because it is speaking about the inspiration, if you want to use that word, of the New Testament. St. Peter says he writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, twist, as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. What the apostles wrote was by the command of Jesus Christ and by the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Their writings carry the authority of Christ himself. Their writings are scripture even as the Old Testament writings of the prophets are scriptures. The wicked and ignorant the unstable and the liberals twist 
and pervert the apostolic writings as they do the Old Testament scriptures, says Apostle Peter. Number two, take a look at the view of the personal word, Jesus Christ himself, of the written scriptures. In Matthew 22, verse 29, Jesus replied, You are in error. You always err. Because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. Friends, the religious leaders, then and now, do not know the scripture or God's infinite power demonstrated in his creation and providence and particularly and especially in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus had high view of God's word. So he obeyed the word and honored the father. He went to the cross because the scripture commanded him to do so. John chapter 10 and verse 35 says the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be destroyed, nullified. The scripture never fails. What it says, it performs. God is truth and God cannot lie, sir. Matthew 5, 17 and 18, Jesus said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter. Not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Jesus came to honor the word of God. He came not to abolish or destroy the law. Every word of the scripture is true. He became incarnate to obey the law. So when your father says... Honor your father and mother. God is speaking to you. And you honor. That's the way it is. When a pastor teaches the scripture. You are to apply it. Because it is the word of God. And if you are born of God. You will do so. In Luke 24. And verse 44. He said to them. This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. That is written about me in the law of Moses. The prophets. And the Psalms. All scripture must be fulfilled. All scripture. Speak of Christ. His death and resurrection. For our salvation. The rich man of Luke 16 refused to believe in the Christ of scripture and he went to hell. In Matthew 19 verse 4 and 5, haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the creator made the male and female and said, the creator said for this reason a man will leave his father and mother. And be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. What does it mean? 
It means Jesus believed in the Mosaic authorship of the Pentateuch. It means Jesus believed in the creation account. It means what Moses said was what God said. Number three, look at some properties of scripture. First is authority. We don't want any authority at all. You are going to meet authority in Jesus Christ. First is authority. Because scripture is God's word, it has the authority of God. We must hear and do the word. In the word, God himself is speaking. Not your mother, father. God himself is speaking to you, sir. In the word, God himself is speaking directly to us. We must live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Submission to the Lord must lead to submission to his word. To ignore scripture is nothing but rebellion. God's authority is authority to rule all creation, especially the church he is building. So scripture is the final and only authority for our belief and behavior. Authority of the church is grounded upon the authority of the Bible. Number two, the necessity of scripture. Revelation of God in nature and especially in human conscience has no gospel in them to save us. Our Savior, Christ the Lord, is revealed only in Scripture. Scripture speaks of him as our prophet, priest, and king. Scriptural revelation alone points us to Jesus, our Savior. Therefore, Scripture is necessary. Number three, The sufficiency of scripture. Scripture alone is sufficient for our salvation. Nothing more is needed. Tradition, hollow human philosophy, or modern science. We are not to add or to subtract from the scriptures. And so we read in Revelation 22, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in his book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. In other words, anathema is cursed. In Deuteronomy 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. In John 20, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. 
sufficiency of scripture says the canon is closed we have no more universally authoritative revelation today number four perspicuity that is clarity of scripture scripture is clear Holy Spirit, the primary author of scripture, enlightens every child of God to understand the scripture. Bible is self-interpreting as to its essential truths. It makes the symbol wise. Psalm 19 verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making the simple wise. 119th Psalm says the unfolding of your words gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. Acts 17 verse 11, now the variants were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with the great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. In 2 Timothy 3.15 and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. It is clear sir the Holy Spirit will make it clear to you. Number five, the efficacy of the scripture. The power of the word of God is the power of God himself. And we already stated this by the word of the Lord where the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He spoke and all creation came to be and we read in Romans 1 verse 16 I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes it is the power of God it is efficacious and 2nd Corinthians 10 verse 4 and 5 the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world in other words it's not weak weapons on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ number six the scripture is self attesting there is no human authority to judge the word of God the scripture are self attesting and self interpreting no finite fallen reason can judge God's perfect word our doctrine of scripture should be derived from scripture itself we stand under scripture to hear and do the will of God number seven the subject of scripture the whole of scripture reveals Jesus Christ the son of God 
who saves us from our sins. There is no other savior. Luke 24, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written, that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Jesus Christ is the subject of scripture. And number four, sola scriptura. So we give thanks to God for the whole Bible. We give thanks to God for this letter to the Romans written down by Tertius from the mouth of Paul who spoke from God. Imagine in your mind As he wrote down chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Or Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And he was saying I am saved. I am saved. And Romans 10 verse 13. And it says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. And he is glad. He was a slave and he is glad. That God gave him faith to believe. And he said I'm saved. We have no extant autographs of the scripture. But the copies we have came from the inherent autographs. In the copies now we have more than 99% of the original text in the copies we have now. This we establish by the application of textual criticism which I studied at Westminster Seminary. The minuscule amount of disputed readings have no effect upon our understanding of divine salvation or anything else. Friends, the Bible is wholly true. Every word. When it speaks of any subject, it speaks truth. Every sinner, he doesn't want to know truth. You want to know truth? It's in the book. Truth about yourself. Truth about God. Truth about heaven. Truth about salvation. There is no higher authority in the world than the word of God which reveals us the way to paradise. All scripture proceeds from God and is therefore invested with a divinity as authoritative and efficient as a word spoken by God directly to us. What we need to do in these modern times is to return to the Holy Scriptures, which alone speak eternal truth. Friends, man lies, modern man lies. He always lied since the fall. God alone tells truth. He alone saves sinners by and through his eternal Son, Jesus Christ. So hear the word 
and do the word. Thus demonstrate its transforming power in our personal life, married life, family life, work life, and church life. So let us thank God for the Holy Bible. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to have such a high view of Scripture as your Son, Jesus Christ, has. Lord, we thank you for giving us the word which shows to us the way to paradise. Your Son told the thief who repented, Today you'll be with me in paradise. Heavenly Father, help us all to come to paradise by believing your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, because there is no other Savior. And the Bible reveals your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and raised for our justification. Save your people, heal your people, strengthen your people, and above all, grant us a great love for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.